Under the bridge would like to acknowledge the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation as the traditional custodians of the land from which this podcast is created. We'd like to pay our deepest respect to elders past, present and emerging and acknowledge that the struggle that they face is enduring. Sovereignty was never ceded. Cool. First stop, the train on platform. First stop, 18. Sydney. 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 Under the Bridge. An FBI Radio podcast. Ground control to Studio One. Over. Studio One to ground control. We have liftoff. We do have liftoff Commence the local launch. Oh, my God. (laughs) We thought we'd start things a little bit differently. Make no apologies, Abby. Here on, I'm not apologising. That was a brilliant piece of improv theatre for your podcast listening pleasure. Here on Under the Bridge for FBI Radio. My name's Abby Butler. I'm Joe Khan. And we are switching things up a little bit this week. It's our 20th episode and we thought it was only fitting that we kind of shake things up, especially in light of it being our supporter drive if you're listening to this podcast in live time. Tell us what the supporter drive is all about, Abby. Well, pretty much FBA Radio, for those who mightn't already know, it's a not-for-profit and independent radio station, which means that all of the money that we may get from advertising or from supporters, which make up such a huge part of where we get our money from, all of that money just feeds back into the work that we're doing. All of the 200 to 300, I believe, volunteers that help run the station, everything from those in front of the mic to the countless people who need to be behind the mic to help things go. None of those people are really paid and they do it out of just a love for Sydney music, arts and culture. And our supporter drive is just a way to get as many Sydney and abroad folk to become supporters financially for the station. Yeah, and I mean, just to give you a scope of the type of things that happen at FBI, I mean, you are now listening to one podcast, right? And we have several podcasts, and that's just one aspect, podcasts within the beast that is radio. We have specialist programs, we put on events, we need to pay artists royalties and rent and all of these things, which kind of pile up. And it's kind of easy to take something like FBI for granted. And I think it's a really great opportunity to be able to give back to the station that gives so much to the city of Sydney. And it really is so easy, fbiradio.com slash support. You can sign up there and it's only $10 a month Mm -hmm. as a standard supporter. If, you know, cash is a little tight at the moment, you can also sign up for five bucks. And if you're super passionate, 20 bucks a month, which is $5 a week. That's like one coffee a week. It's pretty easy to justify. And you get to be in the draw for so many incredible prizes and competitions throughout the year as well. There's a ton of giveaways that are exclusively for supporters. So... I guess besides all of those details, why did you become a supporter? Me? I became a supporter the same time I actually applied to become a volunteer here. Um, And I just remember sitting in my car out the front of my house, not wanting to go inside because I was too into what I was listening to. It was a show by Marty Doyle. He has dusty fingers. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, okay. This is just keeping me here. I don't want to go inside. This has happened so many times that I I want to get involved with FBI. I just love what they're about. Mm. And so it was kind of that moment of just that desire to want to be a part of the bigger beast. And yeah, so from then I kind of went down the journey of applying to become a volunteer 
and I became a financial supporter at the same time and it's the rest is history. I had a pretty similar start to becoming a supporter as well. Mm. It was just sort of around the same time as becoming a volunteer and I had a similar, I guess, situation where you get caught in the FBI radio bubble when I would be at work in my little desk job sitting at my laptop. It was just a bit of a form of escape. I remember I would always be sure to tune in to listen to Sam Groth who was doing lunch at that time and she would just transport me elsewhere with her song selections and I think everyone has a little bit of an FBI story like Mm. that. Maybe it's a podcast they love under the bridge or maybe it is a show they love a particular presenter you know that just keeps them listening and it's that's that's what's really so special about FBI is Mm. that everyone's uh, preferences and tastes are just a little bit different to the next person's. Yeah, and we could really go on forever, but we we are here to do a job. We are, and as you mentioned, this is our 20th episode. It is during our supporter drive, and you name-dropped a little something called the local launch. Yes. Tell me about it. (laughs) The local launch is an idea concocted by the brain of the person sitting across from me right now. and um, You're welcome. Yep. We thank you. And it's <laughs> it's basically a, a shake-up to the format of the show where we're going to highlight specifically emerging artists and give artists in Sydney one small step towards their giant leap within the music industry. Um, and that is by featuring them on this special 20th episode of Under the Bridge. So we put the call out on Instagram to see if anyone had any recommendations of any emerging artists that they felt warranted shining a bit of a light on in this special 20th episode extraordinaire and the response was quite overwhelming it was really exciting we i guess reached into so many different pockets of the sydney music scene and so many people reached back we have pulled six artists three mm-hmm. each that for one reason or another deserve a little push from fbi radio that as you said joe could be their giant leap into musical success time will tell time will tell so let's do it let's you're listening to under the bridge so, Joe, you will be kicking us off with our local launch. Yes. The first of hopefully many. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, the first artist that I'm going to highlight as part of this local launch is a duo from the pointy end of Sydney's Northern Peninsula who have been making music together for a little while now. They call it James and Lucy. The, nor- the-, the Northern Peninsula, a.k.a. the Northern Beaches? Call it what you will. <laughs> There's a lot of talent coming from up there. <laughs> Your that heartland. End. The heartland, the homeland. Um, yeah, so James and Lucy, they've put out a song called Flame and the duo have got roots in Sydney, but they've spent quite some time in the UK um, in more recent eras of life and that, they say, has left an impression on their own kind of musical direction. They've got a couple tracks that canvas quite a different swathe of sonic palettes ranging from your more raw folky serenades to things that lean more towards the quirky indie rock sounding things flame is the first track that james and lucy have put out after taking a two-year break and it really does mark a new chapter in their sound the song is about anxiety which like a flame can spread quickly and burn out of control if not managed properly i feel like the feathery percussion in this song that paired with the subtle guitar gives this kind of melting quality to the 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 song it's quite it's quite beautiful i think lucy has this really understated voice which she kind of delivers in this almost mantric way um it's it's beautiful it's simple it's strong it's also vulnerable and there's a message in it that i'm sure will resonate with many of us so here it is flame by james and lucy and i didn't know 
choice joe mm. you can never go wrong with a bit of the beaches no. i've got to say um i really like the way you've described the percussion as feathery i mm. can definitely hear that delicate pitter patter delicate pitter patter <laughs> exactly and those vocals from lucy they reminded me a lot of romy from the xx it's that simple strong understated tone that just can glide through the and, and ground the song throughout yeah. it. Whilst there's so much kind of going on in the background, there's those Western style guitars and as you said, the backbeat of that drum that just kind of chugs along throughout mm. it. You've also got Lucy's vocals that stay very consistent and strong and beautiful throughout the whole thing. I'm a big fan. I'm really glad that you like it too. I think that Lucy's vocals do just have that type of restraint as well. Mm, yes. I think that's the word that I was looking for, but I couldn't quite find. Yeah, there is there is a restraint there that wants to burst out sometimes. Yeah. But it's intentionally understated, which is nice. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think that understatedness really reflects nicely upon the song and the theme that they mm. are um, talking about. Yeah. Them. So who's the first artist you're going to take us through for your local launch? I am really excited about this one, can I just say. This is one of the artists that, as we mentioned up the top of the show, uh, slid into our socials in one way or another, and I um, admittedly had not heard their music before, Mm -hmm. which I feel upset about because now that I have heard their music, 
I'm, I'm on my way to becoming a bit of a super fan, I've got oh, to say. Already? Already. Things move quickly around these parts, don't they? I know, I know. Now, I'm cheating a little bit because this particular band are from the northern suburbs of Illawarra. Okay. So we've breached outside the technical borderlines of Sydney. However, I think we're allowed to do that every now and again. Just creep gently outside to discover a, a local act that we want to launch. I think into if the they can like get to Sydney quick enough, like <laughs> is that like the challenge? Yeah, they need to be able an hour to and get a half. <laughs> to, get here. They need to be able to get to King Street Newtown in forty-five sharp. Then we'll allow it. Then so, we'll allow it. Yeah. So this artist, uh, this band is called Boy Lichtenstein. And pretty much they describe themselves as synth pop, but mm-hmm. I think that they not only deliver synth pop, but so much more. They are a band that just from hearing their recordings, you can just hear the way in which they would thrive on a live stage. So this song that I'm about to play for you is an absolute belter. It is called Smoke. I really enjoy the lyrics in this one. They are sharp and they are poignant and they just slice through these really punchy synths and very Holy Holy-esque kind of thrashy guitars. It's got a cinematic element that I can't quite pinpoint, but it really excites me. I don't know if you've seen the show Euphoria, but no. it sounds like it would fit really well into this show. There's a lot of scenes within Euphoria that kind of um, someone riding their bike through the suburbs after going to a party. So there's like this smoky, glittery haze that surrounds it. I mean, fitting with the title of the song called Smoke. Anyway, it really just throws you into their world and I don't want to leave anytime soon. So I don't think you will either, Joe. I think you're going to be a big fan of this one. It's called Smoke and it's from Boy Lichtenstein.
so their Spotify bio sums them up as love songs, synth pop, and built up teen angst. And I think that is the trifecta of what we just heard. Just there. oh yeah. Um, and we were chatting in between the song, and we're kind of thinking of there's a certain sense of familiarity in some of the sonic elements that are kind of being produced and it is it's one of those ones it's hard to put your finger on I think exactly what it is figured it out for me what it reminds me of I was thinking I was saying like kind of phoenixy in a way I'm getting some like phoenix vibes but well, what are you thinking well I was thinking of when I was like 15 and going through my stage where I thought I was really cool for listening to like Vampire Weekend. Um, Phoenix was definitely in the mix yep. there. A bit of Tudor Cinema Club. Yes. That kind of yep. indie pop vibe. Yeah. I think that Boy Lichtenstein, had they been around then, they would have been right onto my iPod Nano for sure. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I can, that they're well at home with artists like that among those ranks. So it'd be cool to see them doing their thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, it's been insane. If you don't want a gig anytime soon, yeah. hit us up. As long as you get here within an hour. And 45, 40, minutes 45 minutes sharp. Yep. Got to be in. at the door. <laughs> Ready to go. Any hoomst, maybe, Joe. Maybe they'll be able to bullet train. You're raining things back into Sydney now. Yes, I am going to be raining things back into Sydney. Um, I'm going to be chatting about an artist called Mixie Bun for the second pick for my local launch. And she's a young emerging female electronic artist from Sydney's inner west who's creating a really unique brand of, I guess, sort of atmospheric electronica. Uh, the song is called Anxiously Depressed. And obviously, there's a bit of a theme happening here with my pick so far. But I, I mean, I feel like mental health is something that is often canvassed in songwriting. Um, and I don't think I'm wrong in saying that artists do have a tendency to be quite aware of their emotions. And I suppose they're lucky enough in a way to have music as an emotional release. Um, and I guess as consumers of music, we're lucky enough that they have that release as well. This song is set to a beat which kind of has like a heartbeat feel to it. It has a little like boom, 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 boom. And you kind of are really aware of the space in this track. It, it feels like it's alive. Someone at the station here at FBI said that they get a bit of a Grimes vibe from her, and I definitely see that likeness, but I wouldn't lean in too close to that comparison. I think Mixie has certainly got her own things going on. She does all of her own artwork for her music, which I can only describe as My Little Pony meets Donnie Darko, so make sure you have a look at her Instagram to see what I mean. It's pretty cool. This track in particular is one that really is quite compelling, and it's one that I left on repeat for a while. It's one that'll like simmer the more that you listen to it and you know one of those tracks that you kind of listen to again and you pick up a new element going on um that you might not have heard the first time you listened to it i'm definitely looking forward to hearing more of what mixie bun has got to offer but right now let's take a listen to anxiously depressed by mixie bun
when you mentioned that Grimes similarity, I guess I, I was keeping my ear out to see where that may have been drawn from. And I think where I hear a kind of Grimes-ish resemblance within um, Mixie Bun's music is that kind of uh, sometimes uncomfortable, I guess, mix between naivety and innocence, which you can definitely see reflected in the visuals that Mixie Bun puts out, whilst talking about these really dark topics mm. and especially within Grimes's new song violence and now mm-hmm. this one with Mixie Bun where it's a very sweet sounding vocal but with the combination of the breathing that is continued through the song as well as the song's subject itself it, it's a really jarring mixture and something that makes you think as well as enjoy the music which is a really great thing to hear from a local artist. Yeah, that's that's such an interesting point to raise. And I am going to make this, take this opportunity to capitalize um, on the fact that uh, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, as a band which you are by now very well aware that I'm, I'm a big fan of Abby. Yes, Joe. Um, <sighs> they... Are you about to launch into a 25-minute... No, no, no. I'll keep it brief. Rant. I'll okay. keep it brief. But they, they put out a record called Paper Mache Dream Balloon. And it was, it's, it's all acoustic mm. and they have all these really playful, happy melodies that are like, it's, they're like nursery rhymes, mm-hmm. but they kind of allude to this image of, you know, it's like a children's playground inside of a graveyard. So you've right. got all okay. of these really happy kind of, um, I guess, yeah, innocent sounding sonic elements to the music but then when you listen to the lyricism it's all about kind of these really dark and serious elements of mm. life gives play into the more like murdering stuff as opposed to mental introspective health. mental health yeah. um you know real deep stuff but it you know it's kind of that same juxtaposition i guess is what i'm trying to say yeah and just again focusing on that breathing that is mm. included within the song i for me it was almost the perhaps audio equivalent of not being able to look away. Like mm. it, for, it's not a comfortable thing to hear someone, you know, breathing quite intensely. No, but it is. It's quite tense, It just it? draws you in and it's so intimate and vulnerable and, of course, talking about um, anxiety and depression yes. and those sorts of feelings. It's a really... Um, it's a... It's really important and it's really special when an artist brings you so close mm. to tell a story like that. Mm-hmm. So, great choice. Thank you. On to something that's admittedly a little bit more upbeat. I'm going to be chatting about a five-piece who are known as the Elevator District. I don't know. Have you heard of the Elevator District before, Joe? I never have heard of the Elevator District. Okay. Well, in advance, you're welcome for, you know, me bringing them to your attention. They are a five-piece who are a part of a much broader resurgence of the neo-soul genre that I've been noticing around Sydney. You know, Ella Haber, Lady King, Elevator District. They all fit into this category of what I feel are band nerds that are kind of having their time in the sun, you know? Mm. They whip out a saxophone solo and crowds around Sydney are just going absolutely bananas. The Elevated District have only released one song officially. It's called Surprise Birthday and it is just packed full of personality. The lead singer is Krisha and her vocals are so smooth and so playful. Within the song, it feels as though every instrument has its time to go off on its own little playful tangent, but then Krisha just brings them back in. And just on a personal note, I've met the band before and 
They are just so damn friendly and really lovely and you can tell that they have such a passion for their craft. They are an incredibly charming live act. So if you have the chance to see the Elevator District play live, this song is definitely a highlight. It's called Surprise Birthday. I can, can do what I 
There's something so wholesome about Neo Soul. And just to like, you mentioned a couple of artists before, like Ella Hayward and Lady King. Yeah. Just to see these types of artists really finding some time in the spotlight was really wonderful to see in Sydney because it, it isn't something that necessarily I have been clued into as like um, a, a genre of music other than in recent times when I'm seeing these artists that are kind of hitting the stratosphere a little bit more. So um, it's really cool. Yeah. yeah. And I think a big part of that is that people really enjoy seeing Neo Soul live. Mm. That's such an incredible part is seeing these instruments that you don't usually see having a bit of a solo on centre stage, yeah. like the saxophone, yep. like a bit of a flute solo every now and again, and also just the vocalists. Like there's something so special about that kind of jazziness and yeah. the riffs and I don't know, it's it's a really interesting thing that I'm very glad is being paid more closer attention to. Yeah, there is. There's this unspoken chemistry in a lot of these acts mm. that you just don't second guess. You're seeing it live and you're like, you just know that these are filled with one tight unit of a band. Exactly. And also just the fact that they aren't easy instruments mm. to learn. And so within that, there's just this intrinsic recognition that the artist has been working on it yeah. and perfecting their craft for so long. And there now is that... talent there. Exactly. Yeah. So what have you got up for us? Your last local launch artist for yeah. our 20th episode oh, special. Oh gosh, it's already happening. Yeah. Okay. So the third artist I'm going to be showcasing is a an artist that goes by the name of Chewy. He's a solo artist who slipped out a record mid last year um, that somehow managed to elude the spotlight. And I think it would be a disservice to not shine a glimmer of under the bridge attention on Chewy. Mm. The record he released was called Music for Leaving, but I'm going to be talking about one of the tracks from that called A Few Things Before We Fall. This album is by all means an experiential journey. Uh, for, for me, Chewy's music slips between the fault lines of being caught in like a a limbo of insomnia, I guess, like kind of unsure of what's reality and what's a dream. Chewy has a way of being able to stroke both sides of the brush in a way that sounds effortless but is clearly well-produced. Um, a few things before we fall sums this up really well. He crafts moments to breathe really intentionally and he seems to be an artist that is aware of the type of music that he's wanting to make. It's a beautiful album that should get all the love that it deserves. And I think we were talking before about... Uh, th there is. There's been this thread that's carried all of these songs, actually. I think this track has, like, some breathing moments in it that, like, literal breathing, <laughs> like in Mixie Bun's track. And you just kind of get this... It kind of feels like someone's whispering in your ear and you kind of get that really personal connection with the artist. And it's it's unnerving but beautiful at the same time. Anyways, have a listen. It's by Chewy. It's called A Few Things Before We Fall.
feelings emotions <laughs> i think that you hit the nail right in the head when you said that chewy makes music for those late night owls mm. it's definitely music that sits somewhere in that weird dreamy state of the later hours of the night and yeah as you said with that breathing again it's just drawing you into a really intimate space that the artist i guess is allowing you to to be there with but it's comforting in a way more so than it is awkward or uncomfortable yeah, I mean, and as I was saying to you while the song was playing, it took like a, that second or third listen to kind of draw parallels between uh, other artists, I guess. Like I, I just then, while I was listening to it, picked up on this kind of inner speaker era Tame Impala thing going mm. on at one particular time of the song. I was like, oh, that's definitely just got that, I don't know bedroom solo artist thing going for it you know what I mean yeah Yeah. I suppose there's a simplicity upon first listen and whilst that is definitely maintained throughout every time you hear some of Chewie's music within it you can delve so much deeper Mm. and into more complex as you said well there's textures and there's layers there that but they are kind of delivered in a simple way I suppose and I think a lot of those textures and that complexity comes down to the fact that Chewy himself is a musical encyclopedia. For those who might not know Chewy, uh, Chewy Wang, he is an FBI radio alum himself. He had a podcast called Uncanny Valley and right now has just started a brand new show on FBI radio called Deep Web with Christy Mofuzzle where they deep dive into these genres that you've probably never heard of before but yeah he has a very musical mind and to see him put that mind to music is uh, a really cool thing abby your local launch course number three yes what have you got um well i was just wondering are you feeling a little bit hungry joe well, i actually just ate a barn me before it so on, i actually don't care because it's time for some chinese takeaway oh okay There's now, i'm a not segue. talking i'm not talking fried rice i'm not talking spring rolls i am talking this local band by the name of Chinese Takeaway. And uh, the song I'm going to be playing is Gone Too Far. But, you know, if you're a fan of the likes of Coconut Cream or Good Pash, both bands that we have chatted about in this podcast in episodes past, then I think that you will like this one. Or if you are a fan perhaps of older indie pop icons like maybe The Smiths, then I think you'll be a fan of it as well. Chinese Takeaway, you can definitely hear within their music that they respect the legends of indie music past. And within that, they bring their own fresh sound throw it all together and their music emits 
as a result, this energy of, I would say, a really warm childhood memory. This song in particular, their latest, Gone Too Far. For me, it reminds me of being a kid sitting in the back seat of the car on a Sunday afternoon and driving down the coast with the sun pouring into the window. It's just generally quite delightful. The lead singer, who I believe is Lauren, she draws you in with every word, just wraps you around her finger. And the vocals have a real heart that pulsate throughout the song. The harmonies just glisten. And it's all backed by a real charming accompaniment of jangly guitars and a peppy beat. I'm a big old fan of both of those elements. And uh, towards the end, there's this guitar solo that slides its way in and it adds a really unexpected slice of gritty rock, which I definitely wasn't anticipating, but am very glad to have been delivered. So I will stop venting and just start playing this new one from Chinese Takeaway. It's called Gone Too Far. Everybody wants you So I'll take my time I choose what's mine No way or no sign I'll keep loving on the other line Down the line in the fish 
song has some elements of like old school the growlers in that ah. kind of little guitar bit at the start yeah, that's yeah. going on um and i definitely see what you mean about the coconut cream reference it's like if those two worlds intersected we would have chinese takeaway yeah that's exactly what i hear as well it's as though they're freshening up perhaps an old sound whilst not erasing the beauty within the nostalgia that mm. comes with it yeah, it's got some real clean, crispy production there, like a crispy wonton Chinese takeaway style, you know? <laughs> Maybe not as clean, but... You, you really have a way with words, Joe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think that within that production, it allows for those vocals to take shape in a way that you don't perhaps often hear within a lot of indie pop rock. So that's what uh, made it stand out for me and why I... Or part of the reason why I picked it for the local launch. Well, I'm glad you did. Thank you. That was something a little bit different, Abby. Yeah, a little something to spice up your regular under the bridge listening. Yeah, How felt, did you find it? Felt good to shake it up a little bit. Exactly. Feeling a little tense after 20 episodes. Feeling all weathered, you tense? know. Uh, are you okay? Yeah. We're you gonna know. have many more of these to come. Oh, I hope so. so. Uh, We've look, already started talking about plans for the 50th. Exactly. Stay tuned. It's going to be the wildest 50th since your hyping. bloody aunties. Aunt Norma's 50th went off. Mate, like a bull in a china shop. But you've seen nothing like the Under the Bridge 50th the way I planned. It's going to be huge. And uh, look, can I just say, if you enjoyed it as much as we did, then you can head along to iTunes and leave a review, cast a rating. And can I just give a bit of a shout out to Elsa, who gave the review saying, such an accessible exploration of local music. I feel like I'm totally on the same level with these friendly voices in my ears. We know Elsa's from Western Australia, so it's cool to see that she can get her local dose of Sydney music from the podcast. Yeah, that's super cool. What a lovely little note to get. Now, there's also another one that I want to say, another review. Mm. <clears throat> it's a five-star review, so I won't rag on it too much, but it says, love Sydney. So do we. Love FBI. We do as well. Thanks, Joe. Love heart. <laughs> now, in case you've missed it, um, there's actually two hosts on this podcast, so I don't know what that uh, reviewer has against my soothing voice on their Monday morning. I love that. But, um, Is that yeah. a new one? Yeah. So, you know, if you want to... I'm just saying, you know, just a suggestion. But if you want to even up the uh, the reviews in there, mm. go for it. Five stars and just... Uh, Direct them purely to Abby. But honestly, if they're five stars, they could say whatever they like. Say whatever you like. And We're if you're listening, you know, them. we love it as well. And I guess something else to highlight about this episode was... This is just the exact type of platform that FBI is able to give emerging Sydney artists. Um, we're, we're super privileged to be in a position where we can talk about 
you know, this really, this surplus of talent that's happening in our city and to be able to shine a light on artists that might not normally get an opportunity to kind of be talked about in the public sphere like this. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a really special space and we sometimes are fortunate enough to engage with the artists who were featured on the podcast. We both were able to run into Skinny Legions, who we featured in last episode. Glenn. We chatted hey, Glenn. to Glenn in the flesh. Hey, if you're listening. Lovely guy. And uh, just it meant a lot to him that we could uh, give his music some kind words over the airwaves. And even other famous FBI faces like Lee Tran Lam. She's a big fan of the podcast and says that that's where she gets a lot of her ideas for local fidelity. So it's cool to see that the little pics that Joe and I have can spread far and wide throughout Sydney. So if you did want to show your support for FBI and you are a fan of all the things that we try and do for the community, you can pledge your financial contributions through www.fbiradio.com forward slash support for as little as 10 bucks a month or more or less, depending on your financial situation. Whatever you can give is always appreciated. Indeed. And until next episode, as always, tune in to FBI Radio 94.5, Monday to Thursday night, 8 to 9 p.m. It's The Bridge, one hour of Sydney music cooked up just for you. So until our 21st episode. Yes, which we will be calling a milestone, no doubt. I, every episode is a milestone. It is. I know, with our busy lives, every, every chance that we have to, you know, be together in the studio and talk about Sydney music, it's a milestone in itself. I guess it's a, to- uh, you know, it's an exercise in self-love and self-care. It's like just being proud of the little things in your life, albeit, you know, coming weekly, doing a podcast, getting up out of bed in the morning. We're turning this into a self-care podcast. Joe, so, I am the one that calls every episode a milestone and you rag on me for it every week. To, trying to make up for lost time. Yes. It's just because you're salty because I called like the 17th episode a milestone. You call everything a milestone. Now I'm just trying to follow suit because I feel like our our message is inconsistent. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, if you want to keep in touch during that time at Under the Bridge Podcast is where to find us on Instagram and underthebridge at fbiradio.com is where you can shoot through songs, artist recommendations, recipes, fan mail, all the rest of it (laughs) over the inbox. Fan art. Fan art. That'd be cool. (laughs) No doubt it'll only be Joe-related fan art. <laughs> yeah, any, any illustrators out there, I'm a very easy person to draw. I'm bald and I have, like, a little belly. After that one review, your head's getting too big, so let's just wrap this episode up, shall okay. we? Catch you next time. Bye. Bye.